The following podcast is sponsored by the new Hood College Gear Shop. The Gear Shop replaces the old Hood College bookstore. Most of us remember the bookstore as just the place where we bought our rented books. Well, that's not the case anymore. The Hood College Gear Shop is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups, and they even have Hood branded blankets. Low on shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The Gear Shop has tons. Does roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College leash or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The Gear Shop has your back. Need a last-minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is, the Hood College Gear Shop has you covered for all your gift, school, snack, and Blazer-branded clothing needs. So the next time you're in WIT, stop by and browse around. Mention my name, Tommy O'Neill, and the name of this podcast, Coffee Shop, and receive 10% off your purchase of any Hood-branded merch. But make sure to listen to the show first. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Tommy O'Neill, and you're listening to Coffee Shop, the perfect podcast for you hipsters to sit down and sip on your $8 chai tea lattes and learn about some of today's hottest books, TV shows, and movies. For this episode, I thought it would only be fair to talk about what inspired the name of the podcast, which is coffee. I want to talk about popular coffee spots, mainly being Starbucks, and talk about why it is such a cultural phenomenon to spend $8 on something you can easily make at home like a latte. Today, I am joined with my best friend, William Romanowski, who I know is a big advocate for going Starbucks, I would say, pretty religiously. So hi, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. And I know we actually, this idea came to me when we went to Starbucks today with some friends and I saw just, it was, we were inside and it was just a constant line of people our age who I've seen not only just today, but other times that I've been there. So I kind of just wanted to talk about why it is such a kind of like a, I guess, a Gen Z thing to go to Starbucks and maybe not just Starbucks, but other places like it. So I have a few questions for you, which personally, I already know the answer to this question. But for the folks at home, what is your go to order at Starbucks? My go-to order at Starbucks, I'm going to have to say that the shaken brown espresso with uh, toasted vanilla syrup and sugar-free vanilla syrup has been my go-to order. Just because I know Starbucks is notorious for their questionable nutrition values on all of their drinks. So the shaken brown espresso drinks have a good happy medium of both being a nutritionally good drink and would I would consider it healthy for me to consume on a regular basis as well as being sweet and a very delicious drink in my opinion right and I'm doing some research for this show that is very true I tried to find the nutrition for not only the drink that I order but as well as kind of like the other popular drinks and the information I was trying to find was just like at the bottom of the page or just not there at all. So I was like really struggling to find the, just the nutritional facts of these drinks, which I don't know why they can't provide, but apparently, you know, maybe they don't want to show you, you know, what you're actually drinking. I don't know. You're totally correct. That runs the same way for the app that I have for Starbucks. It is very hard to find that nutrition information on any drink that you order even when you customize it 
the nutrition facts do not change mm -hmm. that being sugar carbs fat etc yeah um and that also not just for starbucks but any app it is kind of under wraps for most of these companies they don't want people knowing the nutrition facts and maybe that is just a side effect of people not wanting to know or right. they just want the sweetest drink there is <laughs> i think that's true because one of the more popular drinks is uh, a frappuccino seasonal frappuccino and it had something like uh, just a crazy amount of sugar we'll get into that later but uh, the next question i have for you is that i know you have kind of gone back and forth with some brand loyalty between dunkin donuts and starbucks which one do you prefer more and why so my track record with both dunkin and starbucks have been an interesting one i think Duncan did a good job at having me enter into the coffee connoisseur market. I wasn't ever a coffee drinker growing up, but Duncan definitely helped me come to some sort of awareness of different coffees that can be offered, mm -hmm. uh, especially in the iced coffee variety. I'm not yes. too much of a hot coffee drinker, um, especially when I was in college. Dunkin' was my go-to. Yeah, why is that, though? Like, one day, just coffee just starts tasting fine. You know, like, in high school, it tasted like shit to me. But now that, like, we're in college, it's like, oh, you know, I, I love this. I need this every day. You know? I, I definitely think it's something to do with our peers. When you see the people and friends around you drinking yeah. coffee when they become young adults, even in high school, I would see people drinking coffee uh, and showing up to class with their venti blank enter name here <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i know we kind of talked about that today but that kind of answers my next question which was why do you think coffee places that are popular like starbucks are so popular and you kind of kind of touched on that a little bit but i i also think social media is a huge thing as well because it is so common or used to be anyway to see people post their drinks online and you know, when they're out with friends, they have the, the Starbucks logo drinks in their hand. And now it's even popular to get those, I guess, water bottles. I guess very popular. I see a lot of people with the Starbucks logo on the side of, you know, what they're drinking. So, right. you know, maybe that's why, because, you know, social media, we all have it. Almost all of us do. Unless you want to be pretentious and like be one of those people that say, oh, I, I don't need social media. And it's so it's not healthy for you. But, you know, right. everybody has one, you know, so. I don't know. I think kind of because there's definitely a mix between Gen Z and older people at Starbucks and older people have Facebook. We have Instagram, you know, maybe I don't know if they're posting about Starbucks as much as right. we are. But I really think that kind of has a, a bigger impact. But I don't know. What do you think about like, you know, I don't know how often you're in Starbucks, but just to see like a age demographic in there. I I would agree that there is a very wide range of ages that come into Starbucks from parents buying their kids these sweet little colorful drinks from <laughs> the young adults in college to even the older generations uh, just chilling out in Starbucks drinking whatever they want to uh, order. As far as their orders go, I definitely see the older generations picking the more um not as extravagant and 
general coffees yeah. compared to maybe our generation or you know you can compare it to my order the, <laughs> the shaken brown espresso i don't think that's something the older generations would be keen or you know gener or magnetized toward right. um but as far as how many times i go to starbucks i think i would have to say five times a week would be my minimum Wow. Okay. So five times a week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That is, you know, I, I really can't, I can't be laughing right now because I will be there. Pro- I would say four at least too. Right. So, you know, I don't know. I can't, I don't have the room to talk here, but yeah, no, I, I think it's something that uh, has become very normalized, I think. And just because like on Hood College's campus, there's one that's in walking distance of campus, you know, so there's definitely, and from where we're recording from my house, it's about like a five minute drive, maybe less. Sure. So there's definitely the accessibility of how many of these Starbucks there are compared to something like a local coffee shop that more nine times out of 10 will have fresher and healthier coffee beans than the ones that Starbucks has because Starbucks has ones that are kind of designed to keep that consistent coffee taste region wide and worldwide. So. Oh, you looked that up? I did. Yeah, I did some I did some research um, about, you know, how many Starbucks there are compared to locally owned um, coffee shops in America, which I'll get into a little bit later. But sure. Um, yeah. You know, so it is it's proven that, you know, that's there's fresher coffee beans and people online recommend for grinding coffee beans at your house that you go to something, a local place where they they grind the beans themselves, have them shipped in themselves. And it's. You know, Starbucks may taste great, but that's going to taste better sure. is, what, is what they say online. Uh, I'm no expert myself, so I had to do a lot of kind of digging for this. But that's generally kind of the the gist that I got. I'm surprised. I mean, I would think that Starbucks would want to put their customers first just because they have a chokehold on most of America. <laughs> um, but again, it doesn't surprise me that they would kind of cheat corners when it comes to healthy ingredients and or nutrition. Um, considering the fact that that's a big marketing and or money-making scheme every every time I go into there's a Starbucks. And I'm not, mm-hmm. maybe it's the recognizable logo or the dark green that they use for their branding. It's very recognizable, almost like McDonald's. Yeah. But those smaller companies that supply coffee or those coffee shops, I'm not seeing them as often. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely not in somewhere... Where, where we're recording in Carroll County is a little bit more rural than areas like New York City or, you know, California, where, you know, maybe places like locally owned shops or coffee shops are more kind of commonplace. But even in downtown Frederick, there's a handful that I know of that are also kind of the same kind of locally owned uh, businesses that do have, I've had better coffees there than I've had at Starbucks. So I think that definitely rings true to the, the research that I've done as somebody who gets coffee almost every day you know so um but yeah so i did a little bit of research on the starbucks history because just to kind of answer some of those questions and like why are there so many goddamn starbucks everywhere starbucks originated in seattle in 1971 as a coffee bean store so originally they weren't a coffee house but they were a place that would sell coffee beans because in like the 50s and 60s coffee was typically only served in diners and other restaurants. 
So people not until they didn't really popularize the coffee house, quote unquote, until the 70s and further on. So they kind of revolutionized the coffee house and preparing coffees like they do now for other people. And I got this all from Statista.com. And uh, they say in 2020, there were just over 37,000 coffee shops in the United States. And the number that they came up with was 8,491 of those were Starbucks company-owned stores with a further 6,387 licensed stores, making it 15,327 Starbucks stores in total. So there is a just crazy amount of Starbucks in just the United States. So that's um, nearly half yeah. of the coffee stores or stores and or shops. How yeah. Do you want to call it? Yeah, I would say um, stores or shops. Like I think it's stores that they mean kind of like the smaller barista outlets that maybe you see in a mall. Sure. Compared to like a store, which is something kind of like and it has its own building, kind of like the one in Carroll County or okay. the one in Frederick. So I thought that kind of answered to me. I was like, oh, OK, so they've had a history they've been here for a while this company and they really kind of popularized not just today just coffee like the coffee house idea so they kind of were kind of there at the beginning of you know preparing coffee for other people and not just selling coffee beans which they still do they still do sell coffee beans and grind it for you but you know people are like i want it now and you know they just go and order and expect right. expect their trent to size frappuccino <laughs> yeah which is oh my god funny story um i think i've told this to you william before but i was i was sitting in a starbucks line and this poor this poor uh, little barista was trying to make somebody like a trenta size i guess i don't think they do trenta size coffees i think it was one of the refresher drinks they have and mm-hmm. which isn't even coffee and this poor girl like the trenta size is so big i think it's 20 ounces or more <laughs> i could be wrong but she had to. She w- couldn't carry it with one hand. She had to carry it with two hands. Trent, to I think Trenta is going to be your thirty-two ounce cups. Thirty-two. Venti is twenty-six, and Trent is going to be thirty-two. <laughs> okay. Yeah, William just actually just checked my cup that I've, I have next to me, <laughs> just, just to make sure. But I want yeah. to make sure we're being accurate here. Yeah, because the the Trenta size is just huge. It's like one of those movie theater cups you get. You know, that, that giant, just 32-ounce cup. And I think that's why they don't allow coffee to be in those, only the refreshers, because it's just too much caffeine and too much sugar. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're legally allowed to just sell coffees in those things, because personally, I would order one if, if they allowed it. You know what I'm saying? I think in some <laughs> select coffee products, they're going to allow it. I think that... It depends on what kind of drink you're trying to go for. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I wouldn't want to go into cardiac Ooh. arrest by having a, a trenta amount of caffeine in my system. Right. <laughs> so, but anyways, moving on. So I have a, a fun little segment here called "Real or Fake," and this segment I'm going to have William be guessing ten orders that I made up myself. And he's going to be guessing if these orders are real Starbucks drinks and or if they are fake. So everything that I pulled, some are actually I pulled from the menu. Other drinks, I actually DM friends on like Instagram or text and got their orders. And some of the orders that I was given and or found were kind of shocking. 
So. I'm going to guess before we go into the segment, I'm going to say I'm going to get eight out of ten of them correct. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because this, you know, this list is a little, a little challenging, but I'm going to start us off with one of the easier ones. So the first one I have is the Cinnamon Caramel Cream Nitro Cold Brew. Real or fake? Real. That's correct. Yes. I know we, we actually talked about this. It is the, the recent seasonal drink, I believe that they have and it's one of the more the most popular drinks right now that's very surprising to me because that already <laughs> that drink only comes in a grande size yes it's their biggest size i know and it's i i read that it's one of the most popular drinks being ordered right now i'm surprised by that second one i have is the witch's brew frappuccino real or fake i'm going to say fake that is incorrect. That is a real drink. What? That was is it for Halloween. Yes, it is one of the more obscure seasonal drinks, but it debuted in October of 2018 as a Halloween seasonal drink. Oh, the Witch's Brew Frap. It was weird. It was like purple, and I guess they added some. Weird... You're digging back into the archives of Starbucks <laughs> for this one. No, I, I did. I did my research here. I, I, I pulled some pretty obscure drinks. I guess I'm at a disadvantage <laughs> since I only started going to Starbucks full-time around two years ago. Yeah, so I don't know. I just I wouldn't have thought that one was real either, but it kind of sounds like one of those like gimmicky seasonal drinks. But uh, the next one is the Cookies and Cream Frappuccino. Real or fake? I'm going to say real. That is incorrect. It is a fake drink. What? The Cookies and Cream Frappuccino, as good as it may sound, is... Is fake. Do they yeah. only have vanilla then? I don't know if you know that. I know they have the vin- I used to have the vanilla frappuccino all the time. It would only make sense if they had a cookies and cream and a <laughs> strawberry one. They I think that's one of the flavors they don't do. Wow. I think that might be at a that might be a Dunkin' thing. They do I think Dunkin' Donuts has something similar cookie related or something. I'm not sure. I am not doing well so far. <laughs> that's okay. We still got a six more, so the next one is the shaken iced pina colada tea infusion, which is not a coffee, right? But could or could be on the Starbucks menu. Could you say that one more time? That was quite the mouthful. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to read these slow because some of these are, are are very long. So it is the shaken iced pina colada tea infusion. I'm gonna say no. That is real, actually. What? <laughs> Yeah, that is a real drink. Yeah, it is uh, one of the one of the refreshers you can order at Starbucks. It's I actually I think I pulled that one from the menu. Wow, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the shaken iced part of it in the beginning kind of threw me off. I thought yeah, that was it... only for my drink that I get, so I'm <laughs> sadly mistaken. Yeah, I, I don't really. I'm not. I don't really order those refreshers, but some of them have weird names. But uh, the next is a order one of my friends sent me, and it is a. Triple venti half sweet non fat caramel macchiato. Is that real or fake? I'm gonna say that's real. That is correct. Yes, and keep in mind when I say my friend messaged me, they could have messaged me a real or a fake drink. Sure, I, I, hope, I hope I didn't give it away when I when I said that. But no, the only thing I think that stood out to me was it sounded like the beginning of that was. Again, you can customize your Starbucks drinks. Yeah, it did sound like an order that like you hear the girl in front of you reading to the poor barista who has to go through the pain of reading sure. your paragraph-long TikTok order. <laughs> All right, the next one is steamed apple juice. Is that real or fake? 
Star- Starbucks menu. Steamed apple juice. Steamed apple juice. I'm really stumped on this one, but I'm going to say that Starbucks is going to be extra enough to do something like that, <laughs> and I'm going to go with real. <laughs> That's correct, yep. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what the hell that was. I was just kind of glancing through the menu when I saw that, and I was like, what the hell is this? All right, so uh, you might have to write down this next one, but it is a venti salted caramel mocha frappuccino with five pumps of frapp roast, four pumps of caramel sauce, four pumps of caramel syrup, three pumps of mocha, three pumps of toffee nut syrup, double blended with extra whipped cream. Is that I, real? Is that real or fake? I hope one of your friends did not <laughs> order this, or they were quickly in the hospital of a sugar overdose. <laughs> Um, could you see that last part again? Yeah, the last part. So all the pumps of whatever and the double blended, it is double blended with extra whipped cream. So any part of this order could be fake and you would classify it as a fake drink. Yeah. So it could be that one of the, the syrups could be fake. Could be. Ooh, name those ingredients one more time. Yeah. Those syrups. The the syrups were five pumps of frap roast, caramel sauce, caramel syrup, mocha, and toffee nut syrup as well. I'm going to say fake because I've never heard of the frap roast before. The frap, that is a real drink. That I pulled that off of, I think, um, some, uh, some, I think it was BuzzFeed, I think. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, it's like one of like the more ridiculous orders that baristas kind of go online and I think it was on like a Reddit actually. And they, there was like a bunch of like birds. Somebody asked uh, for the baristas at Starbucks. Um, like what are the, some of like the more challenging drinks to make? And then they would like kind of like send a screenshot of the sticker. And then it was like uh, just this list. It, they took two stickers for that entire order. That is ridiculous. <laughs> I hope you've researched as to what a frap roast is. A frap roast? I cannot tell you what a frap roast is, if I'm being honest. Starbucks needs some explaining to <laughs> Yeah, I don't... Yeah, they got some crazy names for these drinks, and I don't even think people know what they are until they, they order it. The next one is a lot easier to remember. It is the Cinnamon Maple Macchiato. Is that real or fake? I think that's going to be fake. That's correct. Yeah, it's, that is fake. It sounded Cinnamon. too good to be true. <laughs> yeah, I that yeah, you know, reading these out loud now a little bit more challenging because that sounds like something that's paired with the, the cinnamon spice apple spice drinks that they have at fall time. Mm-hmm. The next one is a quad grande with non-fat extra hot caramel macchiato upside down roast. Is that real or fake? See, this roast is really throwing me <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, this is tough because I genuinely have no conventions as to how to guide my answer as to if this drink is real or not. But I'm going to say false. That is fake. That is correct. Yes, <laughs> that is false. Yeah, there's no there's no upside down drinks like the uh, upside down. I think it's hot chocolate at Dunkin' Donuts, there's like an upside down drink they have there or something. Wow. But yeah, there's no upside down drinks at Starbucks, I don't believe. Wow, I'm out of the loop. It kind of <laughs> sounded like a blizzard from Dairy Queen. It, yeah, no. these And they taste like blizzards from Dairy Queen. Sure. They just load these drinks up with sugar and kind of mask the taste of the dirt tasting coffee. Uh, and then the last real or fake drink I have for you is the Mocha Cookie Crumble Frappuccino. Is that real or fake? That's fake. That 
is actually real. <laughs> I feel <laughs> so is, very bad about myself. Now. No, I, I, uh, I apologize because I didn't realize some of these are a little tough, but, and they do sound dangerously close to a lot of the drinks that I know that we used to order at Dunkin' Donuts when we used to go there. Sure. On before, you know, before we, we were in drama in high school and that was like our routine was we went to, we went to Dunkin' Donuts and got like those ridiculous sugary drinks and went into our bill days. And, right. You know, so a lot of those drinks do sound similar to other things that at Dunkin' Donuts or wherever. After hearing all of those ridiculous orders, <laughs> I'm sure I was three for 10. Um, I think I, guessing. I, <laughs> I actually wasn't keeping track, but I think you got at least three or four of those. So that's pretty good because, you know, some of these are freaking ridiculous, you know, and I kind of made them to be ridiculous. You, so. you really threw me in for a loop on these drinks. <laughs> I guess one question that I have for you is mm-hmm. when does a drink no longer become a coffee drink? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, because if you think about it, I did I did this uh, two of the ones that I listed, the steamed apple juice and the uh, the pina colada tea. They obviously probably have no caffeine in them. Sure. So or a little bit of caffeine, probably in the tea. But I would say what makes it a, a coffee drink and not something, you know, more sugary would be if they have coffee beans grinded and put into the drink or if it has any shots of espresso. Um, that's what constitutes it as a coffee drink. But I think a lot of these drinks are just sugary and they're meant to be sugary to just, you know, have maybe the younger generation kind of enjoy these caffeinated beverages in a way that they can enjoy them without, you know, tasting like a black coffee. Because, you know, people our age typically don't want to drink a black coffee. They want something that's appetizing, right? Right. So that's a good question, though. But I would say my answer would be as long as it has some shot of espresso or some coffee beans grinded, put into the drink. I think that's what kind of makes it. Because these these obviously don't sound like coffee, do they? You know? No, they do sound like desserts. <laughs> but I do like your answer. At least I think the bare minimum requirements for a coffee drink, there must be at least some indication of a coffee flavor yeah. and or caffeine level in it. Yeah, so speaking about the kind of the sugar and caffeine put into these drinks, I pulled up five of more of the popular orders at Starbucks. Okay. Kind of what you find, not your crazy, like, you know, tailored drinks, but what you find on the menu. And I looked up all of the nutrition labels that Starbucks had on their website. So that's when you brought that up earlier. That's how I knew that the nutrition labels that Starbucks has isn't that educational. You know, they present the information in a way that makes it hard. So that's how I found out about that. But the top five drinks um, that I found people order are the vanilla latte, which is my go-to, actually. The iced white chocolate mocha. The pumpkin spice latte, which is, you know, obviously that's up there. And the fourth one is a cinnamon roll frappuccino. Interesting. Yeah, and the fifth one is the java chip frappuccino as well that was the most ordered drink yeah the top five ordered drinks um that i found through just research that i did looking at a handful of different websites because i take that with a grain of salt because that is like the research i did and starbucks doesn't release that kind of information so everything kind of comes from external websites so i tried to fact check it but those were five of ones that i've seen repeated on websites that i found so 
I think the first three made sense for me. But the Java chip? Yeah. I, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> Neither did I until I, I found it on the website. But um, for those, I kind of want to talk about those top three because the pumpkin spice latte, I, I recorded the calories, caffeine, and sugar for these drinks. Um, and for the pumpkin spice latte, it has 390 calories, 50 grams of sugar, and 150 milligrams of caffeine. And from what I read, according to the World Health Organization, 85 grams of sugar, which is what was in a cinnamon roll frappuccino, is nearly four days amount of sugar somebody should be intaking. And that's all just in one drink, not including maybe the other food you have in your day. It makes you wonder what other stuff people are eating on top of that (laughs) and how much sugar those items have. Right. Yeah. So I just, I found that to be ridiculous. 85 grams of sugar is a crazy amount of sugar. And I don't think anybody should be having that. That should be illegal. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's why they don't have bigger Trenta-sized stuff. But, um, and also it was on their website, they said you should only be having about 2000 calories a day. Kind of, that's just the average it is different for everybody, but the average is 2,000 calories. Right. And these drinks have upwards of 440 calories, 510 calories. And like I mentioned earlier, the, um, oh, I'm sorry, the mocha is the one that has 420 calories, the iced white chocolate mocha. And so if you think about it, you know, that's already, just think about starting your day. You have, a drink, you go to Starbucks, get a drink, don't don't eat anything else. That's already 400 calories in your day just from that drink alone, which I thought was crazy. It is. Um, and I know that, you know, I'm not really like a huge on checking the calorie intake of nutrition labels. And I'm not really sure if you are either, but, you know, I don't think people are, you know, stopping to take time to consider, you know, the calorie and sugar intake of these drinks. I am. Personally, <laughs> okay. I think you might have heard a little bit about my knowledge of some of the skeptical and questionable nutrition from the Starbucks drinks, but it's almost like you can assume that anything labeled with a latte or a frappuccino, those sugar and carb measures are going to be skyrocketed and definitely. Mm-hmm should only be ordered on occasion. I think everyone should have their um, guilty pleasure foods from Starbucks. But on the day-to-day coffee orders, again, my chicken ice espresso drink is, again, going to give you the best of both worlds when it comes to taste and nutrition. Right. Yeah, so that's good. You know, there are are these sugar-free options, and there are ways to get the coffee to be less sugary. But however, if you just ordered these based off what's on the menu, that's like what you're given. You know? Sure. So you would have to specify that you want, oh, I want sugar-free syrup. Or, oh, I don't you know, hold the syrup out of there. I just want the latte. So, you know, I think that's uh, important to keep in mind for, you know, people who want to watch out for their health. And if they're going, you know, like us, we go four to five times a week. So, you know, that would be very beneficial, I think, just to help cut down on the absurd amount of sugar and calories that are in these drinks and i think the starbucks app does a wonderful job showing you the different alternatives that you can choose for these basic syrups that are gonna 
give you most of the sugar from the drink. And the sugar-free vanilla alternative for those syrups is a great opportunity for you to have your drinks a little bit more healthier while okay. still tasting the same. That is true. I have taken a sip of William's go-to order, which he, he mentioned earlier. And I was like, okay. You know, because when I think sugar-free, I'm like, oh, this is going to taste like shit, you know? But, you know, it actually didn't taste bad. So, you know, I I, I, I do agree with that. For our, our last segment here, I have two common Starbucks misconceptions that okay. I found, again, through other baristas online. And they have some forums online that they kind of chat about what goes on in the workplace. So let me set the scene here. So imagine before a hard night of studying, imagine that you're still in college. Picture yourself heading to Starbucks in need of some caffeine to get through the long night ahead of you. You know what you want to order, a hazelnut latte with whole milk, but you don't know what size to get, grande or venti. Common misconception here is that there isn't much of a difference between the grande or a venti. The tall does receive one espresso shot, but the grande and venti both receive only two. So if you're really wanting to save some money, don't waste it thinking you're going to get more caffeine. You're really only paying more for just the extra milk and sugar between the two sizes. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they're like, you're kind of, you're not paying for more caffeine. You're paying for more milk and more sugar to go into your drink when you get a grande or a venti size. I feel cheated. <laughs> it's kind of like a, I don't know if you, there's a, there's a popular social media post going on of a guy at McDonald's pouring water into each of the sizes and they all have the same amount. Uh-huh. I think it's kind of similar to that in a way, just, just with caffeine compared right. to milk and sugar, but. Well, I didn't know that. I feel like Starbucks has some more explaining to do. <laughs> order sizes. Yeah, I, I think so too. But the last one I have is the secret Starbucks menu. And a lot of people question, is this a real thing? Like, what are the secret, quote unquote, drinks? And from what I saw online, baristas play around with ingredients and make their own rendition of whatever the customer may ask for. If they ask something off of the, quote unquote, secret menu, baristas will entertain them, but really they aren't trained to make those orders. The customer will have to ask for everything specifically in order to have the drink to be made. Because of all the additions, the drink will end up costing more and will actually take longer for the barista to make it. So some of the examples that I saw online were like the butter beer from Harry Potter latte and the Thin Mint Frappuccino. That sounds good. Yeah, it, it does sound good. But the thing was, is that the Starbucks secret menu isn't an actual thing. And it's kind of like the baristas kind of, kind of just being nice to the customer and saying, oh, sure, you know, what, what would you like? The you customer's know? <laughs> always right. The customer is always right. And they aren't allowed to, um, you know, I don't think they're allowed to confirm or deny if it is a real thing. You kind of have to ask for what you want in those, those quote unquote secret orders. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Considering in the app, you have so many different options available. You can really make any concoction of a drink and label it as some secret menu item. When in reality, yeah. I totally would agree that the secret menu doesn't exist. Okay, I was going to ask if you had thought or have tried to order anything off the secret menu. No, I really haven't. I think that it would just give the baristas a harder time. Like you mentioned, my mm -hmm. sister's a barista at Starbucks. Oh, okay. And there had been no mention of a 
secret menu unless you had to sign an NDA, so. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I know some people kind of, maybe they play it up on social media, like, oh, I ordered this off the secret menu, you know, kind of to get everybody's, like, attention. Oh, my God, like, what's that mean? What's on the secret menu? I need to know, kind of thing. But that's cool. So you, we actually have a source that can confirm yeah, we have sister. A, we have an insider. <laughs> we do have an insider. And I will be using that insider to get a a free latte. I will let, yes, I will, <laughs> I will let you know about that offer. But I think that's going to wrap it up for today. So for those of you at home, thank you all for listening. And we both hope that you actually finish your coffee instead of leaving half of it in the cup, which I am very guilty of doing. I hope this provided some insight and cleared any of your misconceptions about Starbucks, as well as coffee you decide to spend $10 on. Thank you, and I hope to see you all next time. Bye.